0: Tyler I'm like I'm feeling myself right now. We're this not getting it, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'll 28 and 6 too. against the spread, Tyler.
1: I mean, in theory that should mean that you're winning a lot
0: of money. I have won a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> Love to hear it. Um let's see here. Um That's 82.4%
1: sustainable
0: it is sustainable and it will not it will not trail off that is that is the biggest thing i always hate this is what connor used to always do he'd always say water will find its level and i'm like can you just fucking cheer for me please trying to make some money here um any uh yeah any like
1: trends that you're
0: following that hit are hitting like every week thus far or I mean, honestly, it's just the first half. It's just the first half of bets. I haven't really done my research as much as I should have this week. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get into it now since we've started the show, um, oh, boys. But uh, no, I mean, like, I, I feel like there's some good. I feel like there's some good bets this week. It's not as good as last week. I mean, last week, looking at the board, I was like, oh man, that maybe I'm dumb, but I have like 16 plays that I feel <laughs> like could be good, and then that's like that's got to be way too much, right? And then fourteen of them hit. Oh, a winner, baby. That's no lie. That's no lie.
1: Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of College Football Uncensored, brought to you by Saturday
0: Down South and Texas Pete, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you something, Tyler. We're talking, we're talking, I'm on a little bit of a Peter right now. That doesn't sound good. Um, What I mean is a heater. I'm on a heater. And I think the good luck train that's left the station and I am just fucking just barreling ahead on is from our good friends at Texas Pete. Now, should we get on a Peter? We should not get that trending.
1: On <laughs> a Peter? No.
0: Yeah. No, I don't yeah, probably, a good not. Idea. probably not. Um but <laughs> next time you're uh... at the grocery store. Yeah. Yeah, next time you're at the grocery store and you're sitting there thinking you're like, "Man, how can I add some spice to my life?" Um is it a second only fans account? No, it's not. It's a bottle of Texas Pete and also it's a bottle of Texas Pete. Uh buffalo sauce. Like now this is the best part. So because they have like the original hot sauce, which is fantastic. Um, but have you had the buffalo sauce? Of course. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. Like, now I don't like that I got the mild version because it's all the pubs should carry in Buckhead because it's so so wop city down here. Um but lay off that Peter. <laughs> Kirby's visor is here in effects. I love it. Um yeah, but it's it, like it, there's one thing that has uh well yeah we are well, you know what it's trending we are on a peter baby we are on a peter <laughs> uh but seriously let's
1: take a quick time out to talk about some of these spicy plays by texas pete mm-hmm. that is uh texas pete has the spice and flavor that's kicking this football season up a notch if you haven't tried the original hot sauce or their new traditional barbecue sauce run don't walk to grab yourself a bottle today Visit texaspeat.com for recipes and hot apparel, plus take 20% off your entire order with promo code UNCENSORED. We have our own promo code. Let's go. With Texas Pete, when you sauce like you mean it.
0: I was wondering why you didn't, why you didn't, I just assumed we didn't have an ad read. Where'd I miss that? We've got an ad read. You got to check my, I got to check my emails again, huh? Yeah. Probably makes yeah. sense. Uh so yeah, yeah, next
1: time you go to the grocery store, Texas Pete or TexasPete.com, promo code uncensored to take twenty percent off your entire order. And hey, once you get your Texas Pete, go on Instagram, post a picture of it, hashtag on yeah. a Peter, <laughs> and Chris is gonna friend you a free sticker, send you a free sticker.
0: I'm going to send you free all sorts of stuff because they, they are loading us up with Texas Pete, uh, swag and giveaways this year. But so by the way, um, tough. It's like when I get the stickers, I want to get them. I want to send them out. By the way, the, the actual horny for disrespect stickers have, have also been mailed. Um, and they are here. They have been mailed to the wrong address. So they are going to be mailed to the current address I'm at, uh, they're in the process of doing that i don't know how slow the usps is but yeah uh texas pete there's a whole bunch of giveaways that we have and i do love the sauce like you mean it It reminds me that that uh that killer song smile like you mean it's like smile smile like you mean it it. sauce like you mean it
1: hashtag on a peter uh yeah so uh we're going to be getting into some of the big games of the week. Obviously, a lot of the SEC has a, a nice little tune-up uh, for maybe the, getting into SEC play more heavily later in the year. But there are a couple big SEC matchups that we want to go through tonight. What else you got on your radar tonight, Chris?
0: First off, who the fuck is Carson? Because I like this guy a lot. He is throwing out team total first-half unders. Carson, are we best friends? Um, okay, hold on, that. Trevor
1: Garza real
0: quick. Yeah, Trevor Garza, I, I appreciate you joining in here. He wrote us a very honest and, and somewhat scathing message a week ago, and then we had a great talk, like we always do, and we talked it out. And I've got, I've got some stuff for A&M fans late that you're actually going to like. You're actually going to like. We do have an interview with John Neighbors um, from Arkansas, big Arkansas guy, to break down the Arkansas and... Texas a and game. That's going to be at about nine fifteen, so that is thirty eight minutes from now. Uh, until then, we're going to probably. I mean, Tyler might play guitar because you can see that in the background. Yeah, um, I'd like for you to play one song for us.
1: Smile like you mean it, just
0: like you mean. It. I don't like this bacon neck I got going on here. I got my hawk shirt on because almost basketball season, according to ESPN. Um, <laughs> No so what's on my radar is we're going to talk we'll talk briefly about the scheduling thing that came out yesterday. It was so stupid um, for a lot of reasons. mainly talk about this matchups this week, and then we will also talk about a little buy or sell uh, overreactions from the beginning of the season.
1: Yeah, where do you want to start? I don't know, you're the host. Okay. Uh, let's go with a little we'll do scheduling reaction. No, no. Okay. I, I think is I. I'll just say on the scheduling part. I, I think it's kind of weird to drop it this this early, like in the middle of the so season. So dumb. It takes yeah. away from pretty much all the
0: excitement of it. So they did it. They did it right one time. And it was ironically enough during the COVID year, right? Um, and that was in 2020. It's a hell of a year for all of us. And like I, I mean. This is so. I thought about this yesterday. This is like the one thing the, that the SEC is fumbling and fumbling badly because there's like Georgia fans. Hear me out before you start getting all upset. What sucks is for a 12th straight year we're not going to see Georgia go play a And M at a And M. That's not Georgia's fault at all. That's not Kirby's fault. Georgia's not dodging a And M. At all. Georgia would go to A&M and probably win by three scores. I, I hope you hear me say all of that. But it is kind of a giant disservice from the SEC to not send the – like and, and make that one matchup. They're the only team that hasn't gone to, to College Station. I mean, I you know, I, so I, I just – I don't really get why we're doing that. Um, there's a couple other matchups too. Like we haven't seen Florida go to Auburn. We've seen Florida go to College Station three times if you count this year. But I, I just thought that part and then the whole doing it during the season on a on a Tuesday night, like anybody, like, you know, I, I had to care because it's my job to care. Like, literally, I, it's what I get paid to do. But grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. I don't know why we would do it that day. It just seemed kind of stupid and short-sighted.
1: Yeah, I, I just, I think you wait till an opportunity, whether it's the off season or just, a, mm-hmm. I don't think there's really a dead period throughout fall to do it, but it kind of just takes the luster off of it for sure. So but hey, you know, a um, little news drop there this week. Yeah. I think it's totally overlooked by especially the Tennessee Florida game. Mm-hmm.
0: No, I think that'll be a lot of fun. All right. You wanna get into some overreactions?
1: Yeah, I I kind of feel like well, let's 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 put it this way. Maybe we undersold USC before the season started. Like we we maybe didn't want to believe that they would be good right away. Yeah, um, I think my overreaction is like maybe everyone was wrong on USC. Now, yeah, when I say everyone, so... I mean a lot of the people that were actually thinking they were smart saying, hey, you know, this is Lincoln's first year. Yes, they have a couple transfers on offense that will make that thing go, but there's still a lot of work to be done. Let's not forget they weren't a very good team last year. And, you know, Joe Public as we said on this podcast, USC received the most national championship tickets in Vegas. So, like usually when Joe Public is all over or something like that, yeah, and, you know, usually it's the wrong side. So that's why. But maybe it's still an overreaction. But man, USC, I don't really see how they. I mean, where where are they slipping up on that schedule?
0: Well, I'm glad you asked, Tyler, because it is return of growth. Okay. We are talking growth this week on the podcast. Um, hold on, I'm texting Peter Burns because he's in the comment section right now. Um, so they're only a seven point favorite on the We're road safe. at the Beeves. I I kind of like the Beeves there. The Beeves never did anything wrong to me. Right alumnus of the beaves sure but i kind of like the beaves and i kind of am pulling for the beaves and you know where i really like him tyler uh or i don't really like the beeves here i like i like usc betting wise i really like him in the first quarter when they're favored by a half a point against the uh, oregon state team that is what have they done they beat fresno state in a in a last second win is that game 10 30 eastern uh, probably let me let me double check on it here'm I'm, I'm scrolling down if that's scrolling a night down. game I love the beeves do you really plus seven um I don't I'm think it's the- a night game Tyler oh yeah it that's is a- okay so it is a it is a 10, after dark? it is a 9.30 start time uh the beavers went. 33 years between or once went 33 years between wins over SC That was from 67 to 2000 uh, Oregon State beat the Trojans in the Coliseum last September for the first time since 1960. wow Oregon State a 16 and six against the spread as a uh as an underdog since 2019 and um you' just rolling the ballast. wait Lincoln wait okay after last night's win against uh, Fresno State Lincoln Riley has started three0 straight up and versus the line at USC, they're one of five teams, by the way, that have actually won every game and covered in every game they've played in so far. Here's where it concerns me: it opened at six and a half and has been bet down to five and a half. Like, what does Vegas know? That oh, I got it at just, seven. You got it. Well, I well,
1: know. I had to buy. A, I bought a half point. I couldn't do the six and a half.
0: No, it made no. me too nervous. Um, but I got plus fair. seven for the Beeves no, I, I I do think the overreaction, though, is strong. I think we talked about with, with USC. We'll get into that game a little bit later, too. Um, but I, I think that USC, because there's still so much season to go, right? They still got to play Utah. There's, I think they still got to play Oregon. Um, and they they wouldn't have to play Utah twice because they're in the same division. Um, I, I just, like, they look They look legit. They look legit. I don't know if they are. And I, I wonder, listen, if you lose to the Oregon State, like, if you beat them by four, or three or whatever, which is basically what Vegas is saying. If you do that, you know this week in week four, you know week fourteen, no one remembers or cares.
1: Ugh. But you just gotta get you gotta side. get out of
0: there with a win.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's at 9, it's at nine thirty. Um, because you go then you go Arizona State, who doesn't have a head coach. Washington State, who I mean, okay. The hardest game is at Utah and that's a hard game. That's a very tough game. Yeah. But then you go to to end the year, you go Arizona, Cal, Colorado, UCLA,
0: Notre Dame. None of those teams are good. Maybe UCLA. No, no. So I just want you to know that Peter Burns, who's live watching the show right now, just saw William Gray's. uh, Peter Burns is on a Peter with his rat poison for UGA. So
1: uh, noted celeb. Peter Burns watching the show right now. Yeah. PDB in the house. Um, (laughs) <laughs> so yeah that's my overreaction. i think i think usc is i don't like this i don't know i mean i think they're in the thick of the playoff
0: race the way they look on offense they are is that better do i look cooler no i look worse i don't i hate everything that's happening right now um how did my forehead get significantly bigger by putting this hat on i don't know just
1: let's I'll just play let's it cool. move on
0: all right yeah all right next overreaction. here's my overreaction Georgia's the greatest team of all time. Oh God! What? I'm not. I'm not saying this is my take. (laughs) I'm asking you if that's no reaction because you know whose take it was. It was the coach of Kent State, and and this is this is I actually heard this on multiple Atlanta radio stations this week, and you had to know the first thing I was going to bring up was a Georgia one. Yeah, but like they said on 94.9 The Bull, Kristen, who I love to death, brought it up, and then they brought it up on on um, on Six Eight of the Fan. And I was shocked that that – because first off, listen, if the Kent State coach said it, I, I get it. I totally get it. And they're a really, really good football team. I think they're the best team in the country. I don't think it's really close. Peter yeah. Byrne said they were going to go down. as one of the greatest uh, teams of, of all time. Um, Pete's too scared to, to comment right now. It's, it's – we- he's probably not listening anymore. It's, <laughs> it's week three. It's week – or it's week four, and we're anointing this team who's played no one. And won't play anyone. And and, I, and I, this is where it brings me here, Tyler. I think that the one Achilles heel for Georgia is that for the second straight year, they're not going to be tested until they get to the postseason.
1: Yeah. But then okay, the cool. postseason teams,
0: can they even test Georgia at this point? Yeah. Uh, Ohio State can, for sure. Okay. So that's, that's my overreaction. It was, it was, is Georgia one of the best teams of all time? It's just so early. I, it, but in, and I will say this too, 2018, I remember people saying that about Bama 2019. We didn't say about LSU until way late in the season. probably because they played Bama on the road that year. Um, the, it, it very well could be the case that they're the best team in the country. I just, we'll give it some time. What's your next overreaction? Um,
1: Florida's not any good.
0: Oh, I don't think it's an overreaction.
1: They did beat think Utah. I, I still think that... No, I, I think that a lot of people are saying that now already. And I, I think like it's you. because we went so over the top after week one. Yeah. With the Utah win, you know, Richardson gets all the bets coming mm-hmm. in on him for Heisman. And then he's rightfully looked pretty bad over the last few weeks. Now... There is some rumors out there that he's actually hurt and their backup is hurt. So probably more hurt. So he couldn't even play if they wanted him to. Right. And so I think that's kind of thrown Richardson off of his game. But we've seen the upside of Florida. And I think, you know, we'll talk we're obviously going to preview and break down this Tennessee Florida game. But what is what was the difference between the Utah game and the other two games? Excuse me. That they've played where they've looked significantly worse. And and in particular, Richardson has looked significantly worse. Yeah.
0: Wait, what's the question?
1: What was the difference between the Utah game and the other two? Besides the fact that you know they looked good. They were an underdog. There was no pressure for them to win. Right. And that's fair. And Mullen said this uh, to I think it was today on ESPN. When that kid can play, and he would know, Mm -hmm. obviously, when that kid can play loose. And just play the yeah. game and make plays and not have to worry about, you know, being uh, a favorite to win and having the pressure of being the leader. He, that's when he's at his best. And so, hey, that this weekend, they're huge underdogs. Maybe you yeah. see something out of them. So but i am hearing a this. lot of like Florida sucks in the trash. And well, that's because you're a Florida fan, Tyler. Um I mean no, Jeff. They, also barely, they, the they probably fans, should have lost to USF. So I think one would be right
0: in saying that yeah, they probably don't look great. Jeff Rollins said the FSU fans saying that is like Marlar saying Oregon State's gonna win the Pac-12. Yeah. I'm confused, okay. but I but I also I can't disagree with him. But here's the other thing too. I don't think you're necessarily wrong with saying they are they're a bad team. I, I think that they might be exactly who we thought they were, which is like a 6-7 to seven win team, and that's fine because you're in year one of your coach. The other thing is, now, and, and hear me out here, um, he still hasn't thrown a touchdown, right? He's going to play Tennessee. Now, he's going to play against a Tennessee team that's not known for their defense. It's not like they, they're they going to schematically line up against him and, and figure out ways to shut him down, in my opinion. Um, I I don't think, like, they're a 10-and-a-half-point underdog, which feeds into my next overreaction question. They're a 10-and-a-half-point underdog. Uh, it, with with what do you call it? Um, against Tennessee. But I I, I will admittedly, um, admittedly, be pulling for Florida this weekend because I don't think there's anything funnier that could happen in Week Four of college football besides maybe USC losing their playoff bid, uh, A and M losing their playoff bid in month in the first month. I don't think there's anything funnier that could happen this weekend than Tennessee losing to Florida for the seventeenth time in eighteen seasons when they were at home and a double-digit favorite. I don't think it'll happen, but I will say that I I I think it'd be funny. Which all right, this is my last overreaction question: What is the 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 Tennessee Florida game and the A and M Arkansas game are the biggest games? of the year for Tennessee and for Texas A&M.
1: Yeah, yeah because I, I think for for Tennessee, I mean, this is a game where you have its home. I believe game day is there, correct?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. You know who the guest you, picker is, by the way? This is fucked. No. It's Spurrier. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. That's such, that's weird. I, I don't yeah. know. That was that's, that's going to be kind of funny though. Honestly. Yeah. Um, you're, you're a significant favorite. Um, and we've talked about how often that Tennessee is this big of a favorite. It's, it's not often. Um, especially, you know, I think it's been never this high mm-hmm. against Florida since like the seventies. Um, spread? yeah. In Tennessee's favor.
0: That makes sense. I guess,
1: um, yeah. I don't think it's ever been over a touchdown in Tennessee's favor. So this
0: is a great game.
1: So you've got a lot on the line, and let's be honest, like the Georgia game, yes, that could be a big game, but you're not really expected to win that game. So I, I don't right, really exactly. view that as some huge game. The Kentucky game, I actually think Tennessee's better than Kentucky. This I do too this is where you prove that you're better than both Florida and Kentucky and you're clear second in the East is you come yeah. out and you take care of business, but Tennessee hasn't been in a, in a situation like this. So it's, it's a really a huge, a huge game for them. A yeah. and M if they lose this game on top of losing to app state and then really what, I mean, what could be considered a very boring game against Miami where like they covered the spread, but I mean, it's not like either team was impressive in that game um eh,
0: well i mean that defense for a&m is one of them games I, I i just think that this saturday is going to change the minds of a lot of fans in the sec for a number of reasons that i'm sitting on i'm sitting on a take i mean I, i'm sitting on a peter okay um oh as well and so i want you to keep that in mind is that wow that i am i wait that is not what i meant um but I am. I am. I've been on a Peter. I've been on a heater, and I've also. I'm sitting on a take right now that I think is going to be sitting on a Peter. Is not what I meant to say at all. I'm. I'm just sitting on a take that I think is. I, I. It makes so much sense to me. It makes so much sense to me, and I. I hope I'm not wrong.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. Well. Okay. Do you have one more overreaction before we get into the actual game breakdowns? Do I have one? Bro. Uh Oh, you do. Know, okay, go for it. If Auburn loses to Missouri, Brian Harson is fired before Sunday morning. I don't think that's an overreaction, or before Sunday night.
1: Yeah, I don't think that's an overreaction at all. Okay, they lose okay. at home against Missouri. Yeah, that's that's. Good. I think that I'd be surprised if it didn't
0: happen. They're only a ten point favorite. I think they'll get. I think he'd get fired. I think I was. Field. I think it's seven. Shut up. <laughs> that can't be right. Is it? Is uh, it a brunch pretty... with the barn game? Please tell me it's a fucking eleven a.m. kick. I'm pretty sure it's a seven. Uh, oh my god, it is! What? Oh
1: we're yeah, we're Auburn, right? Auburn minus seven. Okay. Are we? All
0: right. Okay, so let's let's just transition this into let's just in transition.
1: our
0: picks. Transition. I, okay, go. Okay, because because this this might be my last overreaction, but I, but I also don't want to open with my hammers of the week. Talk me out of right now. Talk me out of, and again, your boy is 28 and six so far this season against the spread. You will absolutely see me dial it back a lot this week so I don't break up, I don't lose any traction with that. Like, I would love to be 31 and nine going into next week. I'm 28 and six in these picks. Talk me out of Auburn as a seven point favorite and Kansas as a seven point favorite as my two locks of the week. Who's Kansas playing Duke.
1: Okay. It's going to be popping in, in, uh, in Kansas. That's for in sure. Lawrence. I don't know, dude. Auburn. So Finley's out, right? Which you could say that's a good thing or a bad yeah. thing. I don't know. Like, do we know if Harson isn't intentionally just throwing the season because he wants to get the hell out of Auburn because things are not oh, going man. well for him. No. Why else would he be
0: playing Finley? If Ashford was better. If you want to know why he's not playing, he's only playing Finley's because Calzada's hurt and Finley has looked better than Robbie Ashford in practice. That's it. He's not going to be the quarterback.
1: Right. So right. why should but I you, expect they, Auburn to look better than they have already, which is not very good. Cause they're playing Mizzou. Uh, a lot of pressure, a lot of pre- no pressure on Missouri.
0: I guess I guess I am asking you to talk me out of. Yeah, I am. I am. But uh, yeah, that's fair because I, I don't want to bet on this. Let's all right. Let's get into the game though. Let's get into the game because we got we supposedly have John Neighbors. I don't know how we're inviting him in here, um, in the next room. I'm gonna let you do that with Dan because I don't know any better on how to do that. Um, but let's get into that, and, and we'll try to make sure we are talking about the Arkansas A&M game by by that point. So. Uh, first games, looking at like the SEC slate, especially, and we're actually going to branch out and do a couple of other games too, whether you like it or not, uh, Tyler, um, for for Saturday and, and cover some other uh, conferences as well. Which actually, I know that you will like that. Um, all right, first and foremost, we're talking the Auburn-Mizzou uh, game. Auburn lost by 29 points at home last week. This is also a team they've, I think, they've only played like twice, and once was in the SEC championship uh, since they've been in the league. Mizzou, you, you get a decent win a couple weeks ago. Um, or, I'm sorry, last week. But you got just trounced in your your game against Kansas State. I don't think there's any numbers like a, of, of Mizzou on the road that are going like, to persuade me one way or the other. This is a shit game. I mean, this is an absolute <laughs> shit game. They, like, there's no part of this. Like, it it they makes should you want to take the under. Just,
1: just.
0: Uh, it, it just absolute offensive ineptitude just the yeah. entire time they should play this game on a friday right we, we just give a little teaser into the weekend but they should also play it like friday at like 8 30 in the morning just if you catch it you catch it if not you fucking miss nothing it's fine it's like rush hour traffic who cares
1: yeah i wouldn't take auburn as a lock for minus seven but i probably would side there um yeah missouri has been absolutely terrible on the road they're two and 12 against the spread in their last 14 games on the road oh so um,
0: absolutely i good
1: so I, I would just say that, but I probably more so. I just I'm envisioning this game playing out as one of the worst games we've ever watched, yeah. And it going way under the total, and the total is like not that high.
0: They're 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 two and twelve in the last fourteen road games
1: against the spread.
0: Love that good number. I'm gonna use that later. Okay, I like that. Yeah. Um. All right. Next game. Uh. So, we don't. I mean, like, I don't want to lose our audience by talking about this, but like, should we talk like other games? We're not gonna talk about Bowling Green, Mississippi State. I am so fucking tired of seeing Bowling Green on the SEC slate. It's not anything against these teams. It's just, it's just the fucking colors and that stupid ass logo. Just, I'm so tired of seeing orange and brown against the SEC Bowling team. Green has got to have the worst color scheme in college. Awful. Yeah, awful. Georgia-Kent State, uh, I don't think that that is a game that we're going to talk about. Um, but there are two 12 o'clock games that are kind of interesting. Actually, three uh, 12 o'clock games that are kind of interesting. Jesus, four. Uh, maybe I should have done some research before we started talking about the 12 o'clock games. There's four 12 o'clock games that are a little bit interesting from around the country. And we don't need to talk about all of them, but let's talk about like uh, you know a little bit on, on some of them. You have Baylor-Iowa State. Which I probably won't touch. I think Baylor is a underdog, despite uh, Baylor being ten yeah, four yeah. um, uh, in Big Twelve games under Dave Aranda. Uh, Clemson is a seven and a half point favorite at Wake Forest, um, and you know Sam Hartman. They looked they looked pretty bad last week. They almost lost at yeah. home to uh, to Liberty. You have Kansas, who's a seven point favorite against Duke, and I'm telling you right now, that is the best bet of the week. I just, it flat out is. Um, and then you have last but not least you have, uh, Maryland at Michigan, Michigan doing their best to continue the streak of not playing a single solitary opponent away from home, uh, which is just a bold move. I cannot believe they're getting away with it this late into the, uh, the September slate, but here's a, here's a number for you because there is 17 point favorite, which seems kind of high, Harbaugh has, in, this is in quotes, brutalized Maryland, winning, winning and covering in all six meetings, each by twenty-one points or more, um, since he's become head coach in twenty fifteen. So, I listen. They after he's eight and two against the spread in his last ten games at home. They're a seventeen point favorite. Do you got anything on that?
1: On that, just like that full slate. Yeah, I. I kind of think Clemson minus seven is a good play. I do too. Um, I, I, like Wakes, obviously their offense is good. I mean, very, they're very good. They, they've won 11 straight games at home, but I think their defense is pretty bad. Uh, mm-hmm. And in fact, even though their defense had some huge plays in the game against Liberty, they, they did intercept three passes and they forced a right. fumble and they still barely beat Liberty. As 17 point favorites at home. Um, so, really, honestly, without some turnover luck, they maybe get, they lose going away in that game. Um, they averaged less than one yard per carry and they got outgained yeah. in yards by Liberty. So, while I think their offense is good, that Clemson defense is still extremely good. Um, and I think they'll do enough to slow the offense down for Wake. And I think their offense can do enough because Wake's defense is just so bad. I mean, Clemson's right. offense is still not great. They're not firing on all cylinders. But I think this is this is a cover for Clemson
0: here. So I'm going to take Clemson minus seven out of this slate. Okay, I like that. Um, I'm going to take Kansas. I might jump on Michigan, but just because of the fact that – oh, hold on. Uh, just because I didn't see all those numbers where you're talking about Maryland being three and nine their last 12 – Uh, games on the road under Loxley, and then everything that you just heard about Michigan and against the spread at home. Um, I do think it's going to be a good game, though, because I think Talia has done a really good job and they're going to put some points for sure. Um, Okay, let's get into one more game before we uh, transition into A&M and Arkansas. Um, Let's get back to the SEC here. I want to wait and and do Tennessee and Florida for the end because I think it's the game of the week. Um, uh, Just looking through some of these other games, we've already talked about the Auburn game. Hold on. Let me pull this up here. We're talking about the Auburn Mizzou. Bama, Bama, Vandy. Do you have anything on that? Not really. <laughs> yeah. I, like, it just, it's, Bama's a 40 point favorite. I will tell you this Nick Saban is 4 11 and 1 in his last 16 games where he's been a 40 point favorite or more. Um, I wouldn't touch this game with a 10 foot pole, uh, maybe even 11 foot pole, guys, as the, as the saying goes. I just, I don't think that there's, there's a lot. Uh, of benefit here um, the cons oh. definitely weigh or outweigh the pros here so that being said you have a couple other games in the conference that are um equally as shitty you have kentucky <laughs> playing north illinois ole miss playing tulsa we already talked about uh, mississippi state and bowling charlotte Green. south carolina charlotte's not a bad team the past couple of years, but they're one in three. Is there anything that jumps off the page to you about like what these teams need to do? Cause I will say this. I think that I'm, I'm pretty passionate about this, this Charlotte, South Carolina game in terms of, I don't know if there's a coach in the sec that needs to get a win more than Shane Beamer. And there's not a coach in the sec that needs to get a win. decisive decisively and early on more than Shane Beamer. Shane Beamer needs to put these people away in, in the first half. Honestly, the first quarter he needs to come out. They, they, they need to be up by 21 points in the first quarter because this has been tough to watch, and the fan base is already getting a little bit restless um, over there in Columbia after what happened. I mean, they got just like part of it's their own fault because I don't know what you expected to happen when you go up against South or go up against Georgia in week three, and but that schedule does not really let up for the rest of the season after this game. So get three and one, and and do it de- like you know in, in decisive fashion.
1: South Carolina. I don't know. The over under on that
0: game is sixty nine. By the way, love that sixty nine. That's extremely high. I'm not betting unders, but that no. that kind of makes me want to. You got New Mexico at LSU. This is oh, the, the slate my. in the SEC this week. It's bad. A little rough. It's like, but I do love. And I want everyone to remember games. this too. If you're a fan of outside the SEC, I want you to remember this week before you start talking shit about Week 13, because maybe they'll get more t- more than Title IX athletes in the end zone. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> that is fucking savage. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes, that's good. That's that's good. Um... I always want to be under with 69. I love that, Robert um uh, yeah i mean so what i mean is there nothing else that jumps out to this i mean texas texas tech i think is interesting And in a lot I do of think ways. Texas, texas
1: tech is interesting just because i think texas okay. tech well i don't know before the nc state game i was actually expecting texas tech to have a better game against nc state so they may not be that good yeah. i was thinking okay. they'd be better
0: so i mean um, let's give me like for the next five minutes i mean let's like what, what do you have on your on your docket here that are like that you're going to be playing this week i know that i mean fsu's got a game against boston college this weekend like sell me on the week four week four slate of games or do you not want to i i uh i'm going to the four state boston college game i yeah i know you're going to another yet another game without me well yeah
1: that that is true um (laughs) oklahoma kansas state could be interesting i know oklahoma's Uh a 12 and a half point favorite but i think kansas state's like. A pretty decent big 12 team yeah. and they got, um, they get that that's probably oklahoma's first test i mean people were thinking nebraska was gonna give them a test last week yikes um i don't i mean i guess that game's in norman at night so i don't love it but i think 12 and a half is a big number there um
0: there's always, there's always a lot of value in these g5 games it's always a lot of, yeah somebody posted this earlier and i know that they were kidding but maybe they weren't before we get in the G5 part, Iowa Rutgers is an over under at 34 and a half. Gross. Isn't that gross? <laughs> That's just gross.
1: But also seems very Iowa Rutgers at the same time. Yeah. That's I a mean, pretty bad. Uh, I like old Old Dominion's actually like a really decent team. Um they're, they're playing like in every sport. State. I like them minus five and a half. Well, they were minus six when I took them. It's minus five and a half now, which you hate. Yeah. You know, I hate that. Yeah. Uh, they play can Arkansas you, state. You
0: Oregon, Oregon's at Washington state, which I think is interesting. UCF is hosting Georgia tech, which I think is kind of interesting. I just, I wish they would play that on a Friday night. Now what pisses me off is that Texas and Texas tech, and Notre Dame and North Carolina, all those games are going to be played at three 30 at the same exact time, which, which just blows. Um, because I think that there's some interesting games in there as well. I mean, UCF and Georgia, Tech, I mean, Georgia Tech's just so bad. If they get embarrassed by UCF, it's not it's not outrageous to think that that they fire um, what's his name, Jeff Collins, uh, this weekend because it's because of how bad that's been. Now, one Isn't I will say it? that's not getting nearly Jeff is a
1: 20 and a half
0: point favorite against Georgia Tech. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's I mean, that's that's that not is, okay. No, that's not good. <laughs> Um okay, I'll give the you one that's lower. not getting near enough uh conversation, and that is Ohio State and Wisconsin. You don't hear anything about this at all. Well, that's because Wisconsin just lost to Washington State at home. Washington how do we know that Washington State's a bad team?
1: We don't, but it's just like I think people just kinda moved on from Wisconsin after that. That's probably why you're not yeah. hearing a lot from this game. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, what's the what's the spread on that game? 18 and a half.
0: Yeah. Again, it's six and a half in the first quarter, and it's um, it's ten at the in the first half. I the ten in the first half, I love.
1: Okay. I mean, but it's at, at Ohio State at night. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm taking Ohio State. So. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were saying Wisconsin. No, oh, hell no. Yeah,
0: I love. it. Yeah, no. I like that. Anything under
1: three touchdowns.
0: Yeah, I like that too. Um, okay, let's get into uh, one of the SEC games. for, And we'll, we'll make some of our, our guaranteed picture at the end. But um, it, let's get into one of the biggest games of the weekend. Maybe the biggest game, depending on how you're looking at it. Texas A&M is playing Arkansas in Arlington. Uh, I mean, so I said this earlier. I think that it's not outrageous to think that this is the biggest game of the year um, for – some of these uh, for 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 both of these, or, yeah, I guess both of these teams. It's not really, more so A and M than Arkansas, because Arkansas still has like so much meat on like on the bone when it comes to their schedule, and then also they're undefeated. But if you're A and M and you come into the season ranked top six, you have the number one recruiting class in the country. You have all these expectations that you have put on yourself, and on top of that, you did all the shit talking and and kind of like took took the bullseye. of of it being on Georgia, of it being on Bama, it being on one of these up and coming teams like Tennessee or, or or even Arkansas, you took the bullseye and just put it firmly on your fucking chest, like a high, my name is sticker and thought, you know what? This is a good idea. What could go wrong? We play so many games in Kyle field this year. I, I think that this is a must win game for Jimbo even more than last week. And that's because you don't want to go into October with your national championship hopes gone. Now yeah. you look at Arkansas and we're going to send, um, hold on one second. Uh, hold on. I'm forwarding you this. I'm sending you a screenshot and you're in charge of sending him a thing. Um, all right. So it's coming to your phone right now. Heard. I have Tyler? no idea. No. Check your phone and then and go from there. Um, okay. So, Talking about this game in particular, Arkansas has the worst ranked pass defense in the entire country. They're giving up like 350 yards a game. That being said, they've also been pretty good against the run. I think they're first in the conference and also they're first in the entire country in total sacks uh, this season. So through three games, they've already had 17 sacks. Drew Sanders, the the Bama transfer, he's he's had six by himself. Now, if you're keeping score at home, the six that he's had by himself—that's one less than than Bama's had as an entire team. His former his former team. It's also five more than the last last ranked team in terms of uh, total sacks this season, which is Georgia. Which is fucking shocking um, that they have only one sack this year. So I know one of our listeners put in the in the comments: Max Johnson sack total over under three and a half a and m's offensive line is not bad but I, I i wonder like the the intrigue for me in this game is did you take care of everything with the guests no
1: i just texted well, you back do here. that uh i can't why i'm not on a mac so i can't text the link to the stream yard for my, my computer. computer right now okay hold on, on okay <laughs> all right this is how all right so play. uh let me... Right, I'm seeing him now. Hold on, I Arkansas's, got it. Hold on. Arkansas's D-line is, is not, not fantastic.
0: What do you... Okay, I just said they had the most sacks in the entire country with 17.
1: Yeah, but they also are awful at giving up pass, their last in pass defense. Which yeah, that's not in that the
0: defensive line. It has nothing to do with their defensive line. has nothing to do with their defensive line. Let me tell you something about, about defense, Tyler. You don't see... These six five three hundred pound defensive tackles dropping back in coverage. Do you? This ain't this ain't a, a Jolie Dunn defense. All right, Arkansas.
1: I, I the the unders fifth five and two in the last seven games in this mm-hmm. rivalry. Um, last year they only scored thirty total points. I just I don't know. I see it a little different this year. I think it's gonna be a little bit more high scoring and a weird because A and M is not looking great on offense, but as I just said, Arkansas, they have the worst pass defense in the country. Right. And the only place that Jimbo and his offense have had success this year is, is explosive plays through the air, weirdly. Like, their normal passing plays aren't great, but they've been very explosive through the air, and that's Arkansas's right. biggest weakness. So I have no doubt that Jimbo's going to be scheming something up for that, but... Right, It's also such a style cons, uh, like conflict between a team who runs a ton of plays and a team that runs barely any plays. Um, yeah. So that doesn't make me feel good about a and I know they're favored.
0: <clears throat> well, we don't need to get into our picks yet until we, we get our, our guests in here uh, with John. But um, I will say this. So uh, looking at, at, at uh, the rivalry in general – I mean, A and M has won. They had won nine in a row, dating back to 2012, since joining the league. Um, before last year's loss to to Arkansas, uh, in in the last seven of those wins, five of them had been by a, a by a single score. Um, it's been a good series. It's been a fun game a lot of times. Like just like rarely is it. I mean, the 2017 game it was 50 to 43 um a lot of these have been high scoring a lot of them uh for the most part have covered that over that you even brought up besides the one a year ago this traditionally is a much higher scoring game um i don't disagree with that going into the over despite how good a&m's offense is um oh, Jesus. we're not good somebody brought up the what's that
1: despite how not good the a&m offense is you mean
0: yeah, besides how yeah, exactly, by how not yeah. good the offense is. They've been awful. They've been awful. They rank last. Uh I think they're 13th in, in either yards per game or passing yards per game. Um I mean it's just been brutal all season long. And like if it's if you're just if you're just comparing uh from a standpoint of quarterback play, then it's a, it's it's Arkansas all day long, right? KJ Jefferson's been great. You also have the SEC's leading rusher. Um Uh, at running back here with Rocket. Um, I'm texting our guest one more time to join here. Um, Oh, there he is. (laughs) This is fantastic. I hope so. Okay. Wow, John, welcome in. What is going on right now? Is that a real mustache?
2: (laughs) man it's a whole beard
0: it looks like from the from the light first off you look great
2: you look (laughs) great man (laughs) it's a little dark in my room i'm usually recording my podcast like later or during the day so it's like natural lighting so i'm having to get the lighting figured out is that a corgi
0: painting on the background or is that a wolf or Uh, that's
2: a sheba mind you that's that's my dog rowdy he's actually he's a real person and okay He's a yeah. real person. Yeah, it's funny. Funny story behind that. My ex painted that for me, but I loved it okay. so much that I'm like, I got to keep it, even though she hates my guts. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted to keep that. So Good it was a great painting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was a great painting. Yeah. It's a great painting. I totally so, understand. So Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, well, John, uh, welcome in, man. We um, sorry for the delay and, and our unprofessionalism, which is kind of a consistent theme on what we do here on Cultural well Uncensored. But we're talking about the Arkansas Texas A and M game. Um, obviously, from your shirt. Um and fake mustache. You are obviously a big Arkansas <laughs> fan. Um, no, so so kind of take us through like what's the mood going in into this game in around Fayetteville right now? Because there's got to be a lot of confidence, even though it happened last week. What's what's the overall mood and confidence going into this game?
2: You know, if this was like Alabama going into this weekend or maybe an old miss, like there'd be a lot more concern. And I'm not saying that Razorback fans are feeling good about it, but mm-hmm. there's just the weakness that Arkansas has is their pass defense. That's mm-hmm. really the only thing that's been really bad. And right. AM is not very good at throwing the ball. So yeah. I think Razorback fans are kind of hoping, well, if that's their weakness and our weakness is going to be hopefully covered up by that, then maybe it'll be okay. So I think that yeah. most Razorback fans are expecting to win this game against AM. They don't think it's going to okay. be a blowout or probably be a close game. But because a offense has been so bad, especially in the passing game, which has been Arkansas's biggest problem, Mm-hmm. Razorback fans feel like they're going to take care of business this weekend against A and
0: Okay, Surprised at all? Because we one of the things that we do, um, I'd say, well, but um, I, I, it really we don't, especially from a uh, responsibility standpoint, is talk about gambling. And from the gambling standpoint, the two point underdog, like the, the the Vegas setting the line at two points. What thoughts on that? Because I think. There's a lot of value we've been talking about with the over just from like the history of this game. But also, like, I think I
2: were you guys shocked to be underdogs going into this game? Cause I kind of was. I actually was too. I felt like if yeah. AM was like undefeated and they had beat App State, then, you know, if it was like a two point underdog like it is, then yeah. it wouldn't have surprised me. But yeah, it's like Arkansas honestly has played a tougher schedule than AM. I know AM played Miami. And that's not a bad win or anything. Like, it was a quality win. But Arkansas played Cincinnati, who I feel like is an actual really good team. Like, they were very physical. They beat an SEC team in South Carolina, which I know Georgia smoked. But Georgia's going to smoke everybody. So I, I feel like that they beat a really good Cincinnati team. They beat an SEC team. And, yeah, they struggled against Missouri State. There's no doubt about it. But I felt like that would have been good enough to warrant being favored in this game. So I was a little surprised by it. That's why I went ahead and go ahead and, and I bet on the Hogs. I, I went ahead and took that and hopefully it doesn't come back to bite me, which I'm sure it won't because Arkansas always follows through with all of the <laughs> times that they have high expectations. They always do a great job with that. So I'm sure. It well, won't I, right I, I
0: will tell you, and and just note just a little pat on the back. I brought this up at Media Days, and some people loved it, some people hated it. But I said it to Sam Pittman, like they're sixteen and six going into the season against the spread, and and thanked him directly for for what that's done to my pocket because that has been, I mean, he, he's been incredible. He's been incredible as an underdog. Yeah. So there's that. Tell me yeah. what you got.
2: Yeah, he's like actually sorry. He's just, he's actually two and one this year. So the only one they've missed okay. is Missouri State. So he's off to a good start at least. Like Chris it. and I
0: were
1: just talking about, before you came on, about the pass defense and how it's it's ranked last nationally in, in yards per game, but yet they lead the nation in sacks. And typically, if you've got a really good D-line that's getting in the backfield a ton, you would think that would lead to a really good pass defense.
2: So what's been the disconnect there? It's so weird. Like It's so weird where pretty much every defensive play that Arkansas has had this year has been either a stop in the run game, a sack, a major quarterback pressure, or it's been a big play downfield. Like there, there's just no in between. It's kind of been that way. So it's been really strange to watch, but honestly, what it's come down to is that they have faced some pretty decent quarterbacks. Uh, I'm not saying they're high level, but like Spencer Rattler's not a bad quarterback. Then mm-hmm. Brian in Cincinnati, he, he had a great offensive line in front of him. So I think that really helped him too. And this past week, and he faced Bobby Petrino, like no, it doesn't matter yeah. who's playing quarterback. That guy's going to figure out a way to pass on you. So, the numbers are definitely there it's definitely a problem for the for the pass defense but what they've been able to do especially on the defensive line something they couldn't do last year is they are getting pressure with that four-man front but when you throw in a drew sanders who that dude is amazing like he has been Mm -hmm. a difference maker on this team the transfer from alabama when you got that four-man front coming up and then you got him just coming around the edge or if they try to block him, you got a Jordan Dominic getting through on the defensive line or, or somebody. Somebody's left open for a great shot. And to me, that's kind of been the whole thing where they've gotten pressure, but give a lot of credit to the quarterbacks for making some really good throws under that pressure. But more often than not, there's not a whole lot of time for that quarterback to make a throw. But they're good quarterbacks, so they ended up making the throws anyway. Oh. We're, we're
0: three weeks in here, and and this kid has nine touchdowns, I believe two interceptions, I believe, and I could be wrong about that, but I'm, I believe those are the numbers from, from quarterback K.J. Jefferson. W- what does he have to do for the rest of the country to start paying attention? I feel like it's like a fucking – excuse my language. This is college one censored, so we do say some bad words here. Love but it. But like <laughs> every time I see K.J. Jefferson, I feel like it's like – like I feel like I'm the guy at the music festival or at the concert that's like, no, 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 I came for the opening act. I came for the opening act. It's actually a lot better than the band that's playing. Like, you think Imagine Dragons is good? Their opener is way fucking better. And that's KJ Jefferson. He's not Imagine Dragons. He's way better. If you
1: guys haven't heard of
2: Trapped yet, you're you're in for a treat.
0: <laughs> we are big trap fans here.
2: <laughs> well, well, no, but no, but that's a great example of it because it's like I kind of feel the same way where I feel like I'm constantly having to convince people, you know, I'm having right. to convince them. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's, he's actually good. People look at his numbers be like, yeah, well, you know, the, he played against this team or, you know, he didn't throw for a whole lot of yards against South Carolina, but it's like, no, but watch him play. Like, don't right. look at the stats, watch him play. Cause against South Carolina, for instance, first off, they just ran it down their throat. Like they had no response. So they're like, they don't need KJ Jefferson to throw. And they had a, touchdown pass like a 78 yard touchdown pass yeah. hit Matt Landers in the hands and he dropped it and so it's like you know you have that play actually happen, and then people you know it adds to the stats that's the numbers that's the touchdown total and all of that but it's like people just don't understand that you can't look at the numbers with KJ just look at the way he plays because mm-hmm. every single time that they've needed a touchdown in a crucial situation he went out and got one his offense went out and got one he hasn't turned the ball over. He's only got one interception, I think, on the year. If he may have two. I, I, I forgot wrong, about yeah. it. Yeah, because the only one I know of is that it was against Missouri State, and it literally hit Trey Knox in the hands, and it just popped up in the air, and then the Missouri State guy caught it. So he doesn't turn the ball over. He doesn't make bad decisions, and he's huge. He's like 6'3", 6'4", like 240 pounds. He's not going to go down easily. So I think that this next few-game stretch of a and Bama, Mississippi State, BYU – that's really going to solidify himself with people saying, okay, is this guy just a big name, or does he actually make up for it? If he has big performances right. against these teams, I think it's going to really wake up some people. But in the first three games, because he didn't play any big-time teams, I just right. don't think people are giving him the respect that he deserves.
1: As you've broken down this game, obviously, a has got the advantage on defense. They're only aver- you know, giving up 8.7 points a game, which is tied for ninth nationally. So I think when you break down the game, a probably going to want to slow this game down. I mean, Jimbo loves a-, a slow pace. We all know it's been talked about ad nauseum at this talks. point. <laughs> um, so they're going to want it up to be a low-scoring game. How do you think... Kendall Bryles and that offense will attack Jimbo's defense because you also got rocket Sanders who is the first razorback uh, running back to go for three straight hundred yard games mm-hmm. to open the season since uh, Collins did it in 2013. I think Jonathan Williams also did it that same year. So is it going to be more on the ground? Like as, as you've looked at the game, where is a and
2: defense more vulnerable through the, through the pass or, or on the ground? Well, it kind of goes back to why I feel like Razorback fans feel they have the advantage because yeah, Texas A&M has a really good defense, but their defense is in the pass defense. Like they are right. shutting people down. I think they're ranked like eighth or something in pass defense. Yeah, but if you think about their rushing uh, defense and, and what they've been able to do, I think they're like in the 80s if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Because Miami, actually, this is something even Sam Pittman brought up uh, during the press conference this week. He's like, Miami, stop running the ball. Like they were averaging like six yards a carry. Like They were doing a really good job, but they just stopped. And so I believe that Arkansas, and the way you mentioned Rocket Sanders, Dominic mm-hmm. Johnson's going to be back for this game. He's been out for the first three games. He was a pivotal That's part bad. of the rushing attack last year. He's going to be back. You got A.J. Green. You got K.J. Jefferson, of course. And that offensive line, if you have a Sam Pittman as your head coach, you're not going to have a bad offensive line. So I think that they're really going to just go after a in this rushing attack. They're probably not going to throw a lot unless they absolutely have to or if they're behind, something like that. But when you got Rocket Sanders rushing for like 140 yards a game and that offensive line in front of them, they're basically going to just dare Texas A&M to try to slow them down that way. And to me, that's going to be the the key matchup in this game. It's Arkansas's offense versus A&M's defense. If Arkansas can run the ball effectively, they're winning this game, they're like 100%. They are going to win this game. But if A&M slows down that rushing attack and forces Arkansas to throw, I'm not saying KJ can't, but that A and M secondary is really good, and that would just be not the type of pressure you want to put on KJ in this game. So that's going to be the key. Can Arkansas run the ball? If they can, mm-hmm. they will win this game.
0: John, I don't say this to a lot of our guests, but I hate you, and that's because I oh. have already submitted my answer to as A and M to win this game, and now I've now I'm completely talked out of it because like you bring up the you bring up like the, the rushing, and also I don't hate you. I don't really mean that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You're like a, you're like a better looking Tim McGraw. So oh, we, we're man. talking about like they, they, <laughs> they're ranked 83rd, they're ranked 83rd in, in rush defense, giving up like 158 yards a game. They're ranked 74th, giving up four yards a carry. That does not bode well for, for this team at all. Um, I mean, give us a prediction and, and we'll get you out of here with some rapid fire questions as well, but give us a prediction on, uh, for score and everything like that.
2: Um, this weekend in Arlington. I kind of feel like it's going to be like it was last year. Arkansas won twenty to ten, and KJ actually got hurt in last year's game, mm-hmm. and uh, Malik Hornsby had to come in, and that's kind of where the scoring stopped. And I mean, you can't, you got to count it, but Arkansas shut down AM's offense except for that one play where Isaiah Spiller ran for sixty plus yards. Like that one play was it, and that was the only offense that came from So I expect something similar this way. I think both teams will score a little bit more, but I mm-hmm. still think Arkansas wins. I'm 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 feeling kind of like 28 to 17, Arkansas. Okay. You know, I I feel like they they get enough on the ground. They they are able to keep the their defense off the field and, and do some things. And AM's is going to score some points. Like I think Max Johnson is mm. definitely better than Ains King, but I just feel like Arkansas's offense is going to hold their own. They're going to run the ball effectively, and Arkansas is going to get out of there with a two possession victory in this weekend.
0: I like it. I like it. Um, let's uh, let's get you out of here on two minute drill. It is a rapid fire game. Um, we, and listen, we take no prisoners and it's, it's going to be very difficult. Like you're, you're up against a lot of competition. We've had, we've had Kirk Herbstrit on here who is noted the worst answer of all time. Um, when we asked Bucketless concert and he said, Luke Bryan, which is a real thing. He said out oh, loud. God, I know stuff, stuff. <laughs> um, but we have we've had some good we've had some good answers oh, on here boy. as well so we're gonna put two minutes on the clock we have
2: 10 got questions it. are you ready to go i'm ready dude let's get it I, i've gone to town pump i got my wing wednesday and i'm ready to roll let's do this
0: i don't know what any of that means but i love it i love it <laughs> i've never been to arkansas the whole state dude you um, gotta okay. come
2: down we'll have a good time I've, I've honestly heard nothing but great things about the
0: state especially like going into the fall and, and winter season but we'll, we'll talk about that off air yeah. um, okay first question favorite tim mcgraw song
2: who, uh, uh, um? Of course, the names just gave me the in, uh, uh, the outlaw. Um, it's, it's cool. You can sing it. In Choctaw. like yeah, yeah, yeah. Indian outlaw. Yes, yes. Thank you. Because I kept wanting to say Cherokee, Choctaw, Outlaw. I'm like, that's not it. But I know that's lyric. But no, that's my favorite <laughs> song, though. That's my favorite one.
0: All right. Note of, nan- of anti-Native American, John Neighbors. Uh, no, kidding, <laughs> hey, I actually have a lot
2: say. of Native American in me, so I'm
0: good there. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I can tell because the 10, you look good. You look good. Okay. Yeah, that is an acceptable answer. We would have said Red Ragtop, but that's fine. Okay. Um, this, that's my favorite from high school at least. All right. Number two,
2: go-to order at Chick-fil-A. Uh, are we doing breakfast or lunch? it's a big difference you both i love it okay all right for breakfast i love their breakfast burritos with the chicken in it with the spicy chicken Mm -hmm. Uh, really good
1: that's a a veteran order too because most people just go with the biscuit but that's that's a very underrated order that's
2: too easy i do i do the spicy chicken burrito with an orange juice in the mornings if it's lunch though i'm probably doing the spicy chicken sandwich yep large fry large coke zero uh in most cases a couple chick-fil-a sauces uh, but yeah, that's usually my go-to order. But I will hear you out if you want to do the chicken nuggies, man. I'll, I'll do those too. See, I'll do
0: I'll do the spicy chicken burrito as an appetizer for the ride home. Ooh, um, yeah, but that's, that's just good. me. I've also yeah, got a little bit what doctors call a little bit of a weight problem. Um, okay, <laughs> question number three: uh, Go to game day tailgate drink
2: bush light probably uh, i mean because it's 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 actually people don't know this but in western arkansas it's the number one per capita of bush light sold in the country is in western arkansas so wow. it's kind of the go-to people like the john deere cans it makes them feel good so yeah probably bush okay. light.
0: um number
2: four what is the biggest threat to the sec moving forward uh, Greg Sankey is the, is the biggest threat to the SEC moving Whoa, forward. The answer yeah. was
0: actually China, but that is also, that hits home as well. Um, question number five, what and or who killed the queen?
2: Uh, I'm going to say Chad Morris because she had that's to, the answer. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, to me, it has to be, the, it has to be the answer. Like there was, she had to watch the highlights or lowlights of Arkansas. And she's just like, well, if this is it, you know, I guess it's to that, tonight's the night, so she call went it. ahead and ended it all there. So I, that, that's, that's good. That would Josh, be my listen,
0: response. We do we do 10 questions on this game every time we do it. There has never been a time where I have been more pleased with an answer ever because that was that was the answer, and I thought it was so ridiculous. Like he's going to say something like old age, and you said Chad Morris. We'll call it right now after five. You have the high <laughs> score. That you have it. Let me round this up real quick. That is 69,069 points. That is a very nice. nice score from you, John. You've just, listen, it just exceeded all expectations, just <laughs> like Sam Pittman. I'm way too excited about this answer, as you could tell. I need to calm myself down. But tell everyone where they can find you um, and, and all that good stuff, and we'll hopefully have you back on here soon. That was great.
2: Hey, anytime you guys need me. I'm. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at BuzzJohnNeighbors. I do the Locked on Razorbacks podcast as well as host a week uh midday radio show every weekday afternoon on 103.7 the buzz in the little rock you can check us out there as well so yeah pretty much just follow me on social media you'll probably see my nonsense you can figure it out from there
0: yeah we love it man we'll we'll have you on again soon until then be easy that was and best of luck this weekend
2: hey appreciate it guys we'll see you in
0: arlington all right we'll pig my god what an answer
1: (laughs) that was that was fantastic uh yeah great. I think the biggest thing I learned from that is that I've got to get out in the sun more.
0: Yeah. he No, he looked like a tan Tim McGraw. Uh, you know, I, in the t- And I feel bad now. Like I wanted to say this. He looked like a natural Tim McGraw because there's nothing about Tim McGraw that's natural. And I meant that in like the best of ways, but I felt like that was only going to come off as offensive, especially after I asked him if his mustache was real, which is you don't say that to an adult. I don't know why no, I said that.
1: You really shouldn't say that to anyone. Uh, no. A well, woman especially, but definitely not a man.
0: Yeah, that's true. Especially a, that's um, point. all right. Give me your give me your prediction on this game, and then I, I, actually, so I actually so I
1: actually twenty eight seventeen. What he said was actually in my mind, but I do think it's going to go over. Okay, so I will round up a little bit, and I'll go twenty eight twenty one Arkansas. So I think they'll go over the total, and I'm going to take Arkansas to actually win outright. I just don't think A and M just doesn't have the juice right now, in my opinion. And uh I like Arkansas's offense a lot. I think they do enough against that defense. And I just don't think Jimbo's offense, even with Max Johnson, you know, they looked a little bit better on offense. Um, I'm not so I'm not so sure how good Miami is. Um, and that was a bit of a struggle for AM. So I, I like Arkansas to win out right here,
0: 28-21. Now listen, I had this this speech prepared before. All natural. Tim McGraw came on here and stole the show. Um, he was great, by the way. That was great. Yeah, he was. Good. That was. Was that the first time you met him? Yeah. What have yeah. you been on his fucking show? Hmm. Have you been on his show or something? I don't know about. I didn't know you did the College Chaps podcast. Yeah, I did. They asked me to be on.
1: They're awesome. They are awesome. Okay. I, I was okay. on. I, I was on with them the day the Queen died. <laughs>
0: See, they always have something lined up that's so fucking ridiculous and it cracks me up. But like, it's not like they could have known the queen was going to die. Um, okay. uh, Jesus Christ, Elizabeth. Um, okay, but anyway, so, but I've lost my train of thought. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, okay, so back to the neighbors thing. I've had my answer prepared and I've already submitted it for SDS. So I'm going to stand by it just to be, just to say be different than what you're saying. I loved everything he said and I believe in everything he said. And I think they will run the ball. I don't know about at will, but they will run the ball and that'll be the, the recipe for success. If you're Arkansas, here's my issue with it. What do I always say? The one quote from my dad that made sense. Say it with me at the same yeah, time. First you left. I'm leaving. Okay. That's uh, close. Two. The other one I kind of I kind of picture him as Ricky Bobby's dad in the movie. That's a good, that's a good, yeah. (laughs) Especially, especially like after I graduated college. That's like exactly how he was. (laughs) Just like just flying by the seat of his pants and like (laughs) I'm living in a Walmart parking lot and shit. Um, anyway, but it was a bobcat (laughs) in the car. (laughs) As a cougar in the car. Of course I know that put her in there. (laughs) All right. So, so here we go though. He always would say, and I've said this a thousand times, there are reasons. There's a reason why they build these billion dollar hotels in the middle of the desert. And that's Vegas always knows something. Now think about this. Two weeks ago, A&M was a darling of of like some people around the national media, some people in like like public betters, all that kind of stuff. And they were also supposed to like be in contention for the national championship. You have the sixth ranked team in the country. You have number one recruiting class, all that kind of stuff. Everyone knows that A&M. And then they lose to App State and become the laughingstock of the country for a solid week, right? And, And everyone sees this happen, right? And then they play Miami. And why are they a five and a half, six point favorite? And then they cover the spread. But everyone's watched this and said like, like, no one really watched, I don't think the nation, especially public bettors, watched Arkansas struggle to Missouri State last week, right? And I, and I don't say it in a negative way. I say that because I don't think the the keen better is taking that into account with this line, right? Like, no one's thinking, like, well, Arkansas is only a two-point favorite because they struggled against Missouri State. There's a reason that Vegas put A&M as a two-point favorite because it looks like easy money to anyone with two eyes and a brain that has watched these two teams play all year. Vegas knows something. And I think with that reason, AM wins this game and, and they do so in some bizarre way. I think, I think what you end up seeing on Saturday and this is, this is like, if it's right, I'll take credit for it of sure or for sure, but there's no way to really predict this. I think this is like a weird not a sloppy game, but like multiple turnovers or like a fumbled punt inside the 10 leading to a touchdown. I think it's something like that where
1: yeah, – Special teams are going to play a big – like A&M could return a kick or something like that. Right, like, with H&M. h yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah or or a nice smith gets loose in that secondary or or, or something like that. And let's not, let's not forget Max Johnson has been a good quarterback when he's gone up against teams that he's been a uh, well, I know he's not an underdog. But but against teams like this especially against Arkansas last year like you know that was a close game. I don't remember what the, how he was passing and I could be way off base saying that. But I think that I think that Jimbo and A&M I think there's a reason they're favored because there's really not a reason to be. And and for that reason <laughs> there's a reason they're favored. I'm going to see if I can say reason one more time. I'm taking A&M. taking a and i am going to take them 28-27. to 27. Ooh, wow. Wait, no, that's okay. not what I meant. 28-24. No. 28-24. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus.
1: All right. All right uh, last game. Last game, number 20, Florida, at number 11, Tennessee. Tennessee, a 10.5-point favorite, over-under 62.5. Last week, Florida struggled to beat USF. They needed a defensive touchdown and three USF turnovers to escape with a win. But... Florida, 16 of the last 17 won against Tennessee. Tennessee's lone win in 2016. The last three times Tennessee was the higher-ranked team, Florida won outright. Florida, 11-6 and six in those 17 games against the spread against Tennessee. Here's the stat I mentioned earlier. Since 1976, Tennessee has never been favored by even more than a touchdown over Florida.
0: That is insane. Hold on, say that again.
1: Since 1976, Tennessee has never been favored by even more than a touchdown over Florida.
0: Wow. Okay, Got go that off of,
1: uh, to... off of off uh, of Brad Powers. I want to credit that. You need yeah. to follow that guy on Twitter? No, I don't know who that is. He, he probably is blocked. Guy. Okay. <laughs> um. So, I don't. Know, let's break down the game a little bit. I I said earlier, I think Richardson may be hurt, which he is. is the, there's rumors of ankle injury. There's rumors of his knee getting knocked into in the Kentucky game. And that could be it. He still doesn't have a tough passing touchdown this year, which is insane to think about. Um, But that the shine has come quickly off of the Florida Gators and specifically Richardson himself.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's a good point. Um, Now the one good thing from this team, I don't think you've seen the Florida defense really struggle in a lot of areas, uh, most of their issues have come at the hands, honestly, of just Anthony Richardson making bad decisions. Um, I, I love what ETN's been able to do in the in the run game. I've, I I love what like the defense has been able to do, especially early on. Um, I love what you said earlier about m- what Mullen said with with Florida being an underdog and this kid can kind of just go out there and fucking let it loose, right? Like what's that? What's that? Remember that that Matthew McConaughey pregame pep talk he gave to Texas? He's like, "You fucking cut it loose, brother." I mean, cut it the fuck loose. Um, actually, might be a quote from Roadhouse. I don't know. But uh, it is a quote from Roadhouse. Cut it the fuck loose. So, is Von Miller playing or is he still out with injury? Great question. Um, so, I think Ventrell Miller is, is is potentially still out. I can't remember what Josh Pate said about that. I listened to the pod earlier today. He, was, I think he was out, Von Miller of, was out for the Bills on Monday. He was out, yes. Uh, he yeah. played. He got a sack. By the way. I also went three and oh my picks in that game. So we're that's gonna continue dumb. to ride this Peter. And here's what I would say: listen, I want Tennessee fans to listen up and I'll listen up good. You're not a fan base. Um, you're not a fan base that is likable. You're not a fan base that the outside world is really pulling for in a lot of ways. You're not a fan base that has a lot of other sports, even that that fans want to pull for. Exhibit A, your fucking baseball team full of assholes. But that's who you are. And that's what we love about you is that you are a. You're gonna have a hundred and ten thousand fat assholes squeezing into the smallest seats in the SEC, just just as vertical as you can get. Okay, as vertical as you can get in Nealon Stadium, and you're gonna get a chance to to unleash years and years. I mean, you're like a born again virgin. Just just been waiting ten years to finally start dating someone. And and you are going to flood Neyland Stadium with enthusiasm, and that's the that's exactly what I the the picture I want you guys to have in your head. You remember that, remember that scene from uh, what's it where the fat fat black people from um, where Eddie Murphy was the Nutty the Professor? Remember when he was like around the table with the clumps? Yes. Okay. Remember when he was talking about Sherman having sex? He's like, oh, that man, all that anger, just pent up inside. Hercules, years. Hercules, that, Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. That's what we got right now in Knoxville. And I think that Tennessee is going to go out there. And I think they have, I think they finally. They're going like they no, no, to um,
1: no, be skinny Eddie Murphy.
0: They're going to be. No, I don't know. They're not going to be skinny Eddie Murphy. We're going to be shopping. No, they're not going to be skinny Eddie Murphy. They're going to be Sherman Clump uh, getting his due. You know, you know what they honestly, they might be. You know, what they might be. They might be every single one of them fat ass clumps around the table. And I, what I mean by that is they're going to fucking eat on Saturday because this team is not better than you. This team is not better than you. You are 10 points better than them. That's why you're favored by 10 points. I'm going to buy it down to nine and a half. But I think Tennessee goes out and I think that they put a fucking hurting on Florida on Saturday. I mean, a hurting. I'm talking 44 to 21. Ooh. That's that's bold. Um,
1: Here's where I like the game for Tennessee. What's that? UF can't throw the ball. Richardson's, uh, he's rated the 134th best passer out of 137 eligible passers for this actual statistic. The receivers have not been good. They can't pass. That's bad news when Tennessee's defense, who's been a pleasant surprise this year, Mm -hmm. they're stopping 33% of run plays out or behind the line of scrimmage, the second in the power five. They've been very good against the run. Florida wants to run. They want to run the ball to be successful. That's exactly what Tennessee wants Florida to try to do. That game against Pitt, where Pitt, we went into, we said Pitt had a very very veteran O-line and a good run game. Pitt couldn't do anything on the ground against Tennessee. Tennessee comes out. They play zone defense. They can stop Richardson on the ground. Florida gave up 285 yards rushing to USF. They've only got three sacks this season. Here's the big thing. This is something I heard about Florida coming into the like following Florida State podcast and previewing all of our opponents this year. Florida's weakness on the D line on the D is their D line and the depth. They have zero depth on the D line. Tennessee's pace of play is going to be a problem for Florida. Yeah. When you have a 430 pound D tackle, that that dude can't stand that dude can't stay on the field for he's not gonna be able to sub out. Tennessee runs, (laughs) goes so fast, that dude is going to be sleeping on the ground. Yeah, They're going
0: to have to (laughs) call (laughs) it. Night, night.
1: Florida's defense hasn't been good. I think they get exposed here. I need Jabari Small to be healthy for this game. It sounds like Cedric Tillman's not going to be playing in this game, which is not good for Tennessee, but I agree with you here. I think Tennessee wins big. Tennessee 38, Florida 23. Tennessee gets the monkey off the back enter into the top 10 for the first time in forever. Desmond Watson's fat ass, you know, just he's going to be on that field, just huffing and puffing at the end of this game. Yeah, that's fair. So, yeah, I like that too. Um, I guess that would probably, let's see, 38-23 would also take that game over. Would it? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Barely. Yeah. No. I like it. I like it. So, All right. Those are your picks for this week. Um, I got pee, held up the entire show. Pretty proud of myself guys. We really appreciate you guys. Uh, I do want to say before we go, uh, it has been a fun start to the year. We would love to get more of these picks and also hear back from you guys. What would make the show better? What do you want to hear more of? What do you want to hear less of Uh, some names that we should have on as, as guests, all the above, um, let us know, uh, either privately, just like that. Like I said, Trevor Garza reached out and us some more feedback. We really appreciate it. Um, anyone else that has some, I know we had some from our friend Lillian, um, as well. And so we, we love all that. We appreciate you guys watching in the comments, but make sure you call the hotline. It's 424-430-0045. Again, the game day hotline It is a Compton phone number. So, you know, it's good. 424-430-0045. Uh, Tyler, you got anything else?
1: no just go follow us at cfb underscore uncensored on twitter and uh go give us a five star if you haven't give us a review on apple i think the apple podcasts are back working now it sounds like maybe yeah um so go give us a review on there like and subscribe on youtube and yeah give us a give us a voicemail this weekend we'll play the best ones uh on sunday when we record so yeah um, love it. good luck to your teams this weekend and uh, we look forward to chatting with you on sunday see y'all